Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. back once again to the bread and circuses podcast i am yanny green needle here with laurel brainstorm <laughs> you got nothing to say do you nope <laughs> uh yeah i this is rooster here with crow i uh i don't know what everybody's spending all this time on this thing for uh, laurel or yanny who cares and the uh, the, the- Brainstorm Green Needle is interesting, except for the fact that after the first time I heard it and it was cool, because if you if you think uh, Brainstorm, you're supposed to hear Brainstorm. If you think Green Needle, you're supposed to hear Green Needle, and it worked for me. I'm like, oh, every time I change what I think, that's what I hear. Awesome. I love this. So I was going to play it for somebody else, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. Every single time I looked it up and tried to hear it again, all I heard was Brainstorm. And I'm like, well, this is fucking stupid. Isn't there a third thing you can hear on there? Well, you can change it. You can, if you think like... Uh, brain needle you'll hear brain needle if you hear if you think green storm you'll hear green storm really supposedly and i did actually that's what i was hearing um the first time uh, it was a podcast i was listening to beauty and the beta and they played it and uh it, it was like oh wow that's really cool i can't wait to show that to people and then i like looked it up and i'm like okay here we go and i couldn't stop hearing brainstorm that's all i heard and i'm like very much trying to hear the other one. i couldn't do it i'm like well i'm done that's not fun for me anymore yeah, and Beauty in the Beta is Matt Christensen and um, she's, Beauty in the Beta. Yeah, Incognito. She yeah. She's a, uh, Rebecca is her name, but she's she doesn't want to be doxxed. But it's she, Blonde in the Belly of the Beast or yeah, whatever? Yeah, she has a YouTube channel called Blonde in the Belly of the Beast. Check it out. It's pretty good. She does some serious subjects. She talks about culture. And uh, she's a little more on the um, the nationalist side of things, like the alt-right side of things. And Matt's more of center. You know, he, he came from a kind of a liberal kind of lefty background and kind of slowly but surely <laughs> realized how nutty that shit is but she's sort of a lauren southern type right yeah 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 okay matt matt's funny i mean he's just kind of yeah well she she gets mad they get mad at each other she gets mad at him because she calls him a fence sitter on certain things and he call, then you know some she gets a little like fascist a little bit <laughs> she's like you know my way or the highway kind of shit but uh, they work well together. It's a good show. Beauty and the Beta. It's Sundays um, on YouTube, and then they have like a call-in show on Wednesdays. And if you listen, you can hear Crow call in once in a while. Yeah, every so often. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak very slowly and calmly because I'm gonna bring up a subject that I know is gonna trigger you. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Hey, that was like that was <laughs> I, like a I pre-triggered. <laughs> that was like a locked and loaded sort yeah. of sound. Um. So this Tommy Robinson thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I will admit I know almost nothing of Tommy Robinson other than the videos you've passed on. It is Tommy, right? Not Tony. It's Tommy. Okay. Um. So he, uh, British guy, he's sort of shedding light on the uh, on the well. He calls it the Muslim invasion, doesn't? Well, he? he doesn't say Muslim invasion because he can get in trouble for that in Europe. So he, it's it's Islam. So he doesn't he doesn't call out Muslims specifically because that can get you hate crime 
like locked up for hate crime speech right there, which it kind of did for him. Um, but he he's careful, and what he used he found he founded something in in uh, the UK called the um, British Defense uh, Ed no was it EDL Defense League European Defense League is what he founded, and then he kind of uh, stepped away from that um, because they became very kind of like polarizing, and and it, they they were considered too far right and you know racist or whatever it was. He stepped down from that after he um, 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 had a falling out with him. And then he started doing stuff um, under, um, uh, like, independently. And then he got picked up by um, Ezra Levant, who does Rebel Media in, in Canada. Yeah. Okay, so he got picked up by him and then kind of severed ties with him a little while ago and just went independent and started. Isn't Ezra kind of a controversial guy? I mean, I don't he mean is, uh, Rebel, off. Because didn't yeah. he sort of chase... Faith Goldie off and yeah, he, Lauren uh, Southern. Has, and, he used to have, he has Rebel Media, um, and he had a lot of kind of these prominent right um, YouTube personalities. Gavin so, McGinnis just left on Gavin McGinnis was one of them. Um, Faith Goldie was another one. Lauren Southern was another one. Um, and they all kind of left the show either. Gavin kind of left when he saw, he, he you know, uh, read the tea leaves <laughs> and saw what was happening. Um, that this, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. I would love to interview Gavin someday just to call him, introduce him as Gavin McIns and just watch him lose his shit. <laughs> it's McInnes! <laughs> Out of your duft! Uh, so yeah. back to Tommy okay, Robinson. Okay, so, so he, here now he's basically independent and his passion is kind of just to report on um, what's been happening ever since uh, uh, Great Britain in, in particular has um, been allowing and bringing in so many um, uh, Muslim immigrants. And the problem is that in Great Britain, they don't have the same freedom of speech we do. So Nobody does. Yeah, so he 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 has to be very careful what he says and how he says it, or or he's already been targeted and, and, and locked up before for, for a bullshit charge. I think it was, I think it might have been tax evasion or some shit like that, but it was a trumped up kind of thing. So he has a, a prison record. But when he was in prison, he got the shit kicked out of him by Muslims that hate him. So they caponed him. Yeah. And the yeah the the uh, British, uh, European British prisons are full of Muslims. I mean, they, they basically run the prisons from within. So, I mean, if and so putting Tommy in prison is, is no joke. You know, they have to put him in solitary, basically. Um, so anyways, he's been pointing out that these there's and I, I brought this up in a previous um, episode about the. Uh, rape gangs in Europe that have been just uh, hushed, hushed up and quiet, and, and you know thousands of girls um, uh, groomed for for basically pedophile rings, basically of Pakistan, predominantly Pakistani Muslims. And uh, Telford was one of them, and I can't remember the name of the other town because I can't, I couldn't pronounce it. Uh, something Shire, Bradford, or something, whatever. So it's two two towns where thousands of girls were groomed over years. And what do you? Just, I'm not exactly sure. I have a pretty good idea, but others might not know what. What do you mean groomed for it? Okay, grooming is is where they'll take um, uh, children and they'll slowly but surely kind of bring them into a, a, a life of prostitution by giving, showering them with attention, giving them things, buying them things, 
Um, and if they're kids from broken families or whatever, it's easier because then they have you know to show them affection and appreciation. And then pretty soon they they do the next step. It's what pedophiles do, you know, when they you know oh, I want to come over and play some video games. Oh, I got some I got some soda. You want to drink some soda? Oh, it's hot in here. Let's take off our shirts. <laughs> it's like slowly but surely, they're they're kind of getting them um, into that point where they can use them sexually. Remind me, I have two stories about grooming when we're done with this. Mm -hmm. One was sort of, I, I hate to use the word funny because it was uncomfortable, but uh, the other one is sort of slightly terrifying. Okay. So. Well, the, grooming is insidious because it's it's not just, you know, jumping out of the shadows, grabbing a kid and taking him and raping him. I mean, that's disgusting. Yeah. And uh, I want to murder the guy that does that too. But this is more like they've got a group of men that have this thing where they, they, and sometimes there's even women involved in this that they've brought into the fold and, and, and made to participate to make, to go and groom these kids. And they'll, uh, I mean, it's been, it's been documented now. It's thousands of, of, of girls that have been targeted and used like this and passed around basically as, as, as underage prostitutes. So it's disgusting. And, uh, Tommy Robinson has been pointed out because, it went on for a long time, years, without the media reporting on it, without the police doing anything about it. And they came out and finally admitted the reason is because everybody's so fucking afraid of being called racist over there that um, just the fact that these guys were Pakistani, weren't white, and that the, the children that they were targeting were white, that makes this a completely racial issue. And since the victims are white and the perpetrators are Pakistani or brown, then if you bring it up, then you're only bringing it up because they're they're Pakistani and they're white kids, you racist. Well, I mean, <laughs> not everybody is afraid to say that. It just appears to be the people who are in charge of the Well, they, they, they've also – there's people that came out and said, yeah, we knew this was going on. We, um, But I was I didn't want to say anything because I was I – was, and these are citizens that, that had caught wind of it through either through kids talking about it or through I, I don't know whether channels. They, they found out about this. But they admitted that, yeah, we, we didn't really speak up because we were kind of didn't want to be, didn't want to cause trouble, didn't want to be called racist. Wasn't that how the same Bernardino thing happened to? I mean, it's not yeah. how it happened. Yeah, but there the were guy with his who, wife, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, there were neighbors who said they were. Well, yeah, he was doing kinky shit in his garage that was super like. You know, uh, people coming and going at yeah, all hours of the real, night. And... Real suspicious, but the, the neighbors were like, well, we didn't. We didn't want to seem like we were racist and we were just. Well, no one him. in California would have called them racist for that, would they? Yeah. So, anyways, Tommy's been doing that, and he's been one of the only people that have been in, in Great Britain that have been kind of doing that. He just recently got arrested, and he got a suspended sentence because he was live streaming, which is he had his phone and he was recording himself talking about the uh, the the latest um, um, pedophile grooming game um, that was on trial. He was outside the courthouse, and he was live streaming on his phone, so he was talking about it, and he was filming as the People were showing up and going in, which is fine. But he made the mistake of stepping foot on the staircase of the courthouse. And he got arrested for that because I guess he was filming on court property. Okay. Which they're saying, okay, that's illegal. You can't do that. So they arrested him. They gave him a suspended sentence. So like three months. So next time when he came back for the next one, for the next um, um, court case, he made sure he stayed off court property. He even asked, there was police out there. He goes, this, this is public space out here. I'm on. Right. And this is, that's court property there. Right. I'm good. They're like, yeah, you're good. So he's basically spending an hour or two out there talking about what's going on. These guys are showing up for the, for the, tr uh, the trial and he's, you know, shouting questions at him. The guys being the, the, people the being Pakistani, prosecuted. um, um, 
um, defendants of uh, okay. pedophile grooming gangs. So alleged. <laughs> so, uh, and he was even careful. To, you know, he's he's not he's he's careful. He knows the well. I guess he doesn't know because he got arrested, but he he's trying to stay within the law. So. He's shouting questions at these guys that they're going in, which is what you expect from media, because that's the kind of shit you see at trials here in America all the time. What the was media. he shouting, though? Um, how do you feel about this stuff? I mean, I, I watch it. I don't. Specific, I could probably bring it up, but I, it, it was it was nothing that was like calling the name. He actually had them calling him names and saying, you know, you know, f your mother and all that. But he wasn't returning that. He was just he was. Uh, speaking about the trial or saying how do you feel about this oh, so it wasn't like uh oh you're 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 a rapist you're a pedophile and i hope you die kind of stuff he wasn't doing that um so what happened this last time is he was out there for like an hour and the judge um one of the judges was in the building and there's a photo of this was looking down watching him do this and there's some police officers or bobbies they call them over there um watching this and eventually they went down and they arrested him like like six to eight um, cops grabbed him and said, you're under arrest. And he's like, what am I under arrest for? And they're like, uh, disturbing the peace and some other shit. No, we're, yeah, I think it was breaching the peace or yeah. something. And, uh, Weren't there other reporters there too? No, there was okay. other civilians that were recording the thing, recording him being arrested basically. I think. Okay. And I think he might've had one guy there with him that also had a camera. So, uh, that's a little iffy, but so he got hauled away. They took his phone from him, but, uh, Within, I think it was four to five hours, he was uh, convicted, uh, sentenced, and brought to prison and for 13 months. And that took into account the uh, previous um, three-month sentence, I guess, that, that was deferred or whatever. Um, so that seems really, really hinky. And they also had a media blackout. So the reason he got arrested, or they say he got convicted, was because there was a media blackout on these uh, rape gangs on uh, reporting these rape gangs, so they're, the media is not supposed to report on these these trials at all. It's a blackout, and they're I guess I found I looked into this. I'm like, why would you do that? Well, their reasoning is that it taints the jury, or it, it it's they want to stop. But you can't really you can't stop at this in today's day and age with the technology and with the, with media and and social networks. You can't stop stuff like that getting out. So it, it seems. A little ridiculous to me. We have we have something that a mutual friend of ours called similar, and it's very different. It's the John Doe laws, which mean you can't really report on any of this, or you can't, not that you can't report on it. If you are involved in the trial, you can't comment on it. Right. Um, but well, that's different have, than the media reporting. Right. We also have freedom of the press, where you really can't stop the press from saying anything yeah. like that. The only time you stop the press is if there's juveniles involved, and they can't. Say the, uh, show or their faces they, or say or their names. Or if they believe there's an imminent security yeah. threat or something like that. So, um, so that was that was what he was doing. Is is he was there was a, a media blackout and he was reporting on it regardless. So, um, but, but another thing is, once they arrested him, they immediately put up a media blackout on reporting about his arrest. Um, and also, this judge that convicted him, from what I understand. Um, was the judge that they have a photo of looking out of his of the courthouse down at Tommy while he's doing his recording, which means he was a witness to Tommy doing this, which means he can't be the judge for that. So it's well, really uh, no. Do I mean? Do you know that? For no, sure? no, 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 no. Because that's, that's in our legal system. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm. That's not something I know for sure. This is 
uh, some speculation, I guess. Well, in our legal system, I don't think he'd actually even be required to recuse himself, but it would just, it would leave it open for defense attorneys yeah. just tearing that apart. I mean, he should, but like I said, we don't, I don't know the ins and outs of our legal system, uh, you know, uh, you know um, very well. Even theirs would be even harder to deal with, I suspect. So, um, so yeah, he's in jail. He's in prison for 13 months, which which is uh, some people even. Um, who was it that said this? Uh, she was on Tucker Carlson. Katie Hopkins. Katie Hopkins said this is this could be a death sentence for him. And who is she? Is she a? Um, I don't know. Is her, she an MP? British MP? I don't know her origins. She's now just a commentator. Okay. So she just does basically what Tommy does now. She goes goes and does on the street reporting. Okay. And she's controversial, just like Tommy Robinson. And uh, she she's, went to South Africa and did reporting on uh, on the. Um, the killing of the white farmers there by and the and the um, um the government wanting to take the lands from the farmers and when she was trying to leave the country um she was detained um because they said she was spreading racial hatred or something and so she, i mean she's basically in the same kind of the same sphere as tommy so so she, i said mp i meant member of parliament because that's what they call them yeah was she no, it's his media personality, I think. Yeah, I don't know where she started. I just... Uh, I, I know yeah. she... <laughs> she was uh, on the third season of The Apprentice. So, of course, she's she's an alt-right Nazi. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it just says she's a media personality. Um, she's been accused of racism by journalists, advocacy groups, and politicians for her comments about migrants. Her role as a presenter for the radio station LBC was terminated... May of 2017, following her comments on Twitter about the Manchester area bombing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so I thought she was, uh, I thought she was a, um, a political life here. I, yeah, she, she may have started there. In the 2009 European Parliament election, Hoplin, Hopkins stood as a candidate for the Southwest England constituency. Where I know where Southwest England is. I don't know where any of that means, though. Um... Yeah, well, she basically had no votes. Yeah, British po- uh, politics is really screwy. So, well, ours ain't all that grand either. Uh, I mean, it's even harder to understand how theirs works um, because you know we basically have that two-party system, and they have like a tiered system, which is you know you have you have different parties that have different percentages of power in the parliament, and it's just it's a weird situation. Yeah, I don't know if it's a whole lot. I mean, as far as the parties, I don't know if it's a whole lot different than it is here. They just have more of them, but yeah. Regardless, so yeah, so she she went off about that and said, yeah, that so it's this, pretty much this a death could be a death sentence, and if he ends up dying in prison, I mean, the the British government is going to have blood on their hands, and there's a lot of people. I mean, Tommy Robinson has a shitload of support. Um, well, from I mean, from the, just regular people. I hate to say this and be really grim, and I'm not I'm not endorsing this opinion at all, but. Man, if he actually does die in prison, um, that sort of makes him a martyr to a lot of those people. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had they've had um, um, protests already, um, even with the media blackout. Um, nobody in, in in the UK is able to talk about was able. To, well, they lifted it finally because it was ridiculous. Because everybody in in the United States and everywhere else in in Australia were talking about it, and you know you can get that information in the UK through the internet. They can't stop it. So finally, they just lifted it, but can't stop the signal, man. Yeah, they've had a uh, nerd. They've had um, <laughs> a lot of uh, protests, um, pro Tommy protests. And what's funny is they always call Tommy a racist because he's basically anti-Islam, and uh, and uh, he's more anti-Islamist, you know, like radical Islam. 
but you can I, I'd go ahead and, and categorize him anti-Islam. I wouldn't have I wouldn't say he's not, but he's not. They call him racist. Well, Islam's not a race. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the race. And people that support Tommy are, are of every uh, race and creed and gender. So yeah, but I mean, I 100% agree with you that technicality of Islam is not a race. I understand that, and that just because you're anti-Islam doesn't mean you're racist, but. Don't you think that screeching heads are pretty much you've lost that war at this point? Um, I, I'm at that point where I don't fucking care. No, but I mean, yeah, the idea that I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but why even bring that argument up? Because all it does, it, it doesn't matter. You can say no, no, no. It's not racist because it's. Not I guess racist. you're right because I, I just on I, I just had a. Uh, it's better to spend your time saying fuck you than it is to say. No, no, no. Islam isn't a race. That's yeah. Just no, yeah, well, that's, you're right because I didn't. I, the just the other day, I, I my brother had put a comment on on um, Facebook about Tommy, and, and I wrote something about it. And then the first word from some jackass um, was Islamophobe. That was the response to yeah. me saying that Tommy's a patriot who doesn't like the fact that there's um, uh, an influx of Muslim rape gangs in the UK. And then the first word. It was just one word, Islamophobe, and I didn't even I didn't even um, bring up the fact that Islam is not a race. I, who fucking cares at this point? Yeah. So I just called him a fucking idiot and went on my day. I mean, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna you're not gonna have a, a, a intelligent discourse with that person. No, I mean they just want to do the same old, you know, talking points and all that. And... Yeah. Between him, well, he he said Islamophobe, and then some other jackass came on there and. Said uh, I was racist. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I don't, yeah, that I'm not going to try. That guy wouldn't shut up. Yeah, he was. He was basically a troll. He was, yeah, but he's a really bad one. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's bad at it. I mean, you're posting every two minutes just to say you haven't responded to my last one. You still didn't respond to that one. It's like, yeah, I said I was done. That's not interesting. Yeah, you're not bringing you. You stopped amusing me a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Bring some new game. So, but yeah, it's it's pretty sickening what what can happen to people, and and we're we're I mean. That kind of stuff is not far away. I mean, we do have the freedom of speech, and but I mean, you got to be careful. Um, if you allow your your freedoms to be eroded, you know, slowly but surely, we can get to that. We can, I could see us getting to that state where you can't talk about stuff and and you get arrested for it. Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think you worry about that stuff too much. I mean, I think there's certain states you could do that, but I mean, this country can't even decide it wants to ban fucking tobacco. Not that not that I'm saying you should. Okay, but the people who are because I don't care. It's a legal product. You want to smoke it? Go ahead. I think smoking is disgusting and it kills you. And I don't want to be around it. But you got a right to do it. You can't even get politicians to agree that they don't like smoking enough that they want to just ban it, which is in their power to do. Right. So if they can't ban something they know is bad that you have no constitutional guarantee to, all they're going to do is dance around the edges yeah. of some of these other things. Well, I even. Uh, London is getting so crazy um, with their trying to ban things. You know, they don't have guns over there, but their knife crime has exploded. And, yeah. and London is, is higher in, in murders now than New York with a similar population. Yeah, we mentioned that before. Now they're talking about the, the, the knife buyback programs. And then it, they're, they're talking about, well, we want to do a program where you bring in your kitchen knives and you blunt the tips. We'll yeah. blunt the tips for you. We'll, we'll grind down the tips. Because who needs a pointed tip on a kitchen knife? Yeah. I mean, who needs... Yeah. You know, next next invention they're going to have is pre-chewed steak. <laughs> Go to a restaurant, all your food's been cut up well, a little then, bit for you. And then they'll get rid of baseball bats next. Uh, or they'll make sure that baseball cricket bats. Cricket bats. Yeah, cr sorry, yes. Cricket bats can't be any longer than four inches. 
So we'll, you bring them in, we'll sand them down, and then uh, and then everything's fine. And then there'll be no more crime. So you're saying any any blunt instrument longer well, than four inches is going to be illegal? Oh shit! Then I'll that'll be illegal. That might put me in prison. <laughs> uh, so the I don't get it. What do you mean? My wang <laughs> is longer than four inches. Proudly. <laughs> oh yay! Good for you. <laughs> I mean, at least a quarter inch longer. Um, no, yeah, I'm, you're getting into some territory I'm not really comfortable with here, but, you know. Just picture a hockey puck. That's this how I'm, this that's might how I'm have hung. something to do with why you're single. Uh, what was I? Oh, yeah, so they'll ban everything, and then pretty soon, um, if you, since fists can be deadly and you can knock somebody out with your fists, they're going to have to, like, I think if you're a man that's, that's you know, physically imposing or maybe they should just break your read, fingers or something. Read Harrison Bergeron. Uh, look, that's kind of where I was coming, <laughs> coming look, from. To anybody who's listening here, if you haven't read Harrison Bergeron, it's a short story by Kurt Vonnegut. It's well written. It's kind of funny, but mostly it's just fucking terrifying. Yeah. Just read it. It's, yeah. Read it, and if you don't get it, I, I can't help you. But I guess what I want to get to with the Tommy Robinson case, the point I want to get to is that um, there's a major problem in. Europe and you know the UK, France, um, a, a lot of Germany, with the migrants from Muslim countries coming in and not assimilating and not um, and uh, not getting jobs, taking taking the um, social um, safety nets and and not contributing to society, and then actively committing crimes. I mean, it's 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 dangerous in certain neighborhoods. For people, women can't walk into certain neighborhoods. They tell, they even tell some women, I think this was in France, that, you know, if you go outside, maybe you should wear a scarf over your hair. Yeah. You know, just so you don't have anybody. Just, yeah, just to be safe. It's like, no, I don't, I'm my, this is my fucking society. I don't think that was Muslim society. I don't think that was France. I think that was somewhere else because I think, I know France, um, who was the guy they had in there when, uh, Bush was president? He was a little more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Blair? No, France. Oh, France. Sorry. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was more, that was the thing when they had all the people who wanted their full hijab on for their yeah. uh, identification photos and stuff. And he and he said, no, you don't get to do that. I think definitely. Denmark just banned it. The hijab. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, for, they didn't ban it. They just said for. Um, no, they, they banned it in public. They're saying that if you're wearing, they're not going to physically pull it off people but they're gonna either escort them to the police station until someone can pick them up or they're gonna like you know levy them a fine or something really yeah so I the only time only time far. you can cover your face now there is um um if it's for zombie f- zombie it, no, apocalypse. like for winter or something like a scarf oh. or uh or um for what is it like halloween or something like a costume Pan- pandemic yeah pandemic. airborne virus but there's a there's a handful of countries that have done that now. Denmark's the latest, and some of them are even more strict about it, where they say no, not even Halloween. Nobody covers their face. <laughs> well, Merkel even said in Germany, she's like, we might have let too many people in too fast. But that's the thing. Okay, that's one aspect of Islam and Islamic culture that they're finally going, okay, enough, enough of this. You know, that's their that's their sticking point. But to me, there's a bigger sticking point than that. It's the fact that that's just not, in my opinion, uh, the vast majority of practitioners of Islam. If they're if they're fervent practitioners of Islam, they are not compatible with Western 
uh, values and culture. They are not. So you can say, well, I know this Muslim. I know that Muslim who's a good guy and a good woman and they're great people. Yeah, but they're pro- probably not the uh, the fe- fastidious practitioners of the faith like a lot of them are. Well, and I don't know. I don't know the percentages, whether it's you know 10% or 90%. All I know is I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your your own personal beliefs are. Like you said, I mean, who cares about your kink, you know? Whatever it is, as long as it's not hurting anybody else, just it's fine. You want to have your, you want to put your mosque up or your Sikh temple or, you know, whatever you want to do, your, you know, Protestant church, whatever, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And I'm Uh, not talking about bothering, but the problem is, I think, at least it appears that a lot of Muslims are coming over here saying, we don't want to do that this is our religion we want to spread it and we're gonna do that and well, we want to live by our rules here and that's what you see over in europe it's 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 much bigger uh bigger it's a big problem in, in europe and you see it's it's kind of a it's kind of a, it's almost like a plan to 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 take over it looks like i mean this sounds like i'm being uh, hyperbolic here but it's like a plan to, to take over where, whatever country they're moving into, not assimilate, not become citizens of that country. They're 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 they don't consider themselves a, a citizen of that country. They consider themselves a citizen of Islam or whatever, and they're going to spread that. And it's, if you look at the the different interpretations or different people talking about um, the Quran, um, it, Muhammad was a warlord, and the only time he ever preached fucking peace was when he didn't have power. So he's preaching peace, go along and get along to his followers to say, hey, you know, otherwise we'll get massacred because we don't have power. As soon as he started gaining power, guess what it was all about? It was like cutting off heads and finding the Jews behind the trees and killing them because he had the power at that point. And they go, well, you know, there's there's peaceful uh, passages in the book. If you look in the Quran, it's not um, it's not um, done um, in order, like time wise. It's it's just it's a hodgepodge of time. And the problem is. Later in later life of of Muhammad was his his militaristic and you know cut the throats of the uh, infidels um, time and that that whatever he writes um, at the end of his life supersedes anything before that in, in the Quran they'll tell you that so anything it's not contradicting because everything he he says or is said about Muhammad later in life supersedes anything earlier in life so it's in my opinion it's a it's a political ideology it's not just a religion and it's it's like communism it's something that you shouldn't allow to spread are you um an official authority on the codified doctrine of islam absolutely sorry i was doing my ben affleck impression um, there. so Look, so I'm, I'm of the opinion to no make no bones about it i'm not a i'm not uh apologist for for islam i don't i don't or I, i'm never going to be i think it's not just a religion it's a it's a political ideology um, and it's, like I said, it's like communism. If you allow it to spread, it's just going to fucking bring misery. So I'm not, ha- I, I don't want, if you want to be practice Islam, great. If you're in the minority and you're not causing trouble, great. If all of a sudden, uh, the population of Muslims start exploding, you better fucking worry. Well, I think it's funny when people will say, well, Christianity's not so great either. You had the whole crusades and all that stuff. Don't and, even get me started on that. But I'll, here's what I'll say on that. Sure. I, I will, having grown up Catholic fully admit that I think a thousand years ago, the church was pretty fucked up. I mean, you can go on a whole list of stuff that the Pope did because for political reasons. But what I'm saying is if you're going to compare something now, like the state of Islam to Christianity, then I I don't think, I don't think you can do that and say, you know, Hey, 
you, you lose a lot of credibility doing that because I don't think anybody's going to disagree with you. Well, there'll be people who disagree with you and you're probably one of them. A thousand years ago, it wasn't totally fucked up, but now it's not. And we're not seeing, and I don't, I don't care what Rachel Maddow was saying and, um, you know, about there's just as many Christians going out and slaughtering people. I'm, I'm just not seeing it. I'm calling BS on that. But uh, we should have an episode where we do talk about the Crusades. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, we wouldn't bore the shit out of anybody. I don't think that. so. I think there's some pretty interesting stuff that people haven't heard or don't know. So Yeah, people are real interested in history from a thousand years ago. <laughs> people, all, people are too busy taking pictures of what they fucking ate for lunch. So speaking so, of... Um, of Christianity, do you want to talk about the Beyonce mass? <laughs> no, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> Let me. Pull. I'm not even familiar with what it was. You kind of told me, pull but. Let's up real, real quick here. So, this is obviously out of California. <laughs> so, a uh, progressive pastor um, held a Beyonce mass at uh, San Francisco Cathedral. Was it for all the single ladies? I'm, sh- I'm, sure, I'm sure. No, it was for all the. Uh, uh, POCs, which is people of color, especially women of color, was what they said. So, um, sure, it wasn't for all the single women so, of color. So this, this was an Episcopal church in San Francisco, um, and usually it's a service, an evening service where typically fifty people attend. Um, but the Beyonce Mass, nine hundred people turned out to hear music uh, that the congregation and or whatever sang. That was all Beyonce. And uh, so it was uh, inspired by a guest reverend. Her name is Yolanda Norton. And by an actual class, she teaches at San Francisco Theological Seminary, which is called Beyonce and the Hebrew Bible. <laughs> well, they're not idolizing false, false, or they're, they're not worshiping false idols, are they? Well, for me, that doesn't hold any water because I'm not going by, you know, if you're saying that, you're like, well, the the Bible's a an authority figure, and I'm not. I'm, I don't know. Just because the Bible said don't don't worship other stuff, I just think it's stupid. But it, it, here's the thing, though. It's the, one of the core kind of one of the core tenets or, or things about the Bible is yeah, you're not supposed to worship false idols, isn't it? Right. But if you don't if you don't put any authority in the Bible, that doesn't mean anything. To yeah. you. Then you shouldn't. Then you shouldn't consider yourself religious at that point. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Um, so it's funny I, though. I don't view the I don't view the Bible as an accurate historical document. Yeah, but there's there's certain things like the Ten Commandments are pretty uh, pretty well followed by even people that don't consider um, the Bible to be literal. Well, maybe like don't kill and don't steal, but don't murder. Well, I said don't kill. That's different. Don't <laughs> murder is different than don't kill. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> you you know what? The funny thing about the Bible is you can go back and you can... I've got a buddy who knows this shit backwards and forwards. He teaches it at a university. Mm-hmm. And he can take you back to the original translations of this stuff. And none of this means what you think it means. Um, so, I mean, whether it's his murder or kill, I'm not going to even get into that stuff. But Well, there's a... There's... My, my point in this is... You don't have to bring in the idea of the Bible says don't worship false idols to make a case against the Beyonce mass. The Beyonce mass is just a stupid idea. Well, it's a stupid idea, but I'm I'm looking at it from the from the point of a uh, of somebody. I'm not uh, I'm not a Christian. I'm Christian. Um, 
what do you call it? Uh, friendly. <laughs> but uh, if I'm, I'm looking at this, trying to look at this through the eyes of somebody who, who's a Christian and seeing kind of the, kind of the blasphemy of it and the hypocrisy of it, it just seems gross to me. If, if I were a Christian um, or a Catholic, it would just seem kind of disgusting to see, to do this. Um, you're bringing in pop culture um, icon who's basically known for being kind of a, you know, having R-rated, you know, sexually themed uh, music videos and, and, and shows, um, um, doing all kinds of, uh, she doesn't really have a, uh, uh, she's not even, I don't even think she's Christian. I think she's kind of like multi, what do you call it, uh, where she's just like. Unitarian? Yeah, I don't think she's ever ever done it. You know, she's, her, her like the iconography in a lot of her videos has to do with like, there's Hindu shit. There's there's all kinds of religious kind of symbolism in her in her stuff. There's there's Catholic stuff in her videos, but there's all kinds of other sh- weird shit, occult shit even. Well, because she's spiritual. Yeah, that's basically it's like it's like a um, just a random spirituality that she's. So to bring her in as like, oh, we're going to bring Beyonce, and it's just like a gimmick. It's just it's it's kind of gross. If so, if I was if I was a Catholic, I would be looking at it like, ah, oh, this is just not the thing to do. Um, but here's something. This is what really got me interested in this. Is there's um, during the actual mass, there was a feminist, um, kind of alternate Lord's prayer that was printed in the program for attendees, uh, attendees to read out loud. And this is what it said. Our mother who is in heaven and, in, and within us, we call upon your names, your wisdom come, your will be done in all the spaces in which you dwell. Give us each day sustenance and perseverance. Remind us of our limits as we give grace to the limits of others. Separate us from the temptation of empire, but deliver us into your community. For you are the dwelling place within us, the empowerment around us, and the celebration among us, now and forever. Amen. What do they have against that show on Fox? What's that? Empire? What do they have against that show? So is that not a perversion of like a a Catholic prayer or a Christian prayer? I don't know if it's a perversion. I think it it, it sounds like it to me. It's basically a a feminist... you know what you could do? You could apply this new word I made up, plagiarism. <laughs> is, is it not like a feminist bullshit, it sounds like to me? Well, like, like I said, it's all the feminism. single ladies. You know, they're up in the club. They just broke up. They're doing their own little thing. Yeah. They decided to dip. Now you want a trip because another brother noticed them. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 I guess you've got a different attitude towards it than I expected. Well, here's no. here's what I think. So <clears throat> I think if you look back historically... And I say this as someone who grew up Catholic. I, I don't have anything against Catholics. I just, I don't, I consider myself a religious person, but I don't go to church, right? Um, I, I think you can find a lot of examples. No, I know you can find a lot of examples through history of where religion has perverted itself to appeal to a larger amount of people. I think this is just a modern day version of it. So it's, it's nothing I don't expect from religion. I don't. Hmm. So well, it's, I, it's not I, good then because then... I still think it's stupid and I don't think it leads anybody anywhere good. Now you can say, maybe you think religion doesn't find, I'm not going to have that argument because I, I'm sort of the Dennis Prager school of thought on that. You know, that, um, that it gives you some discipline in your life. It tends to make you believe in things that are generally good for humanity um, what this is trying to do, in my opinion, is it's watering down the the more so than ever. I mean, this is a a, a, 
a progressive church in California, granted. I mean, it's no different than what they probably preach any other day. Um, but it's watering down what what it means to be a Christian. It's basically the leftists are, they worship at the church of progressivism. That's oh. their church. No, I understand And they're what turning you're Christianity into just progressivism. No, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just, I'm having a different reaction to it because, mm. well, look, for example, um, you know, was it like seven or eight years ago when the, uh, what what are the Lutherans called? The ELCA or whatever, uh, Evangelical Lutheran Church Association or whatever it is. Um, but they decided to, they had a big split because they decided to let, um, they had had female pastors before, but now they were letting, you know, gay pastors in or lesbian pastors or whatever. And roughly half of them said, fuck it, we're out. You can't do that. It says a man doesn't lay with another man, blah, blah, blah. And the other half said, eh, we're good with it. We met them. They're nice people. You know, I don't, I don't personally have a problem with a gay pastor because I don't know if I believe, if I believe God works with people, I got to believe there's lots of different messages to be sent. But my point is, if you look at that, I think that some of those churches, at least some of them, did it because they wanted to be inclusive. And some of them did it because they said, shit, if we don't do this, we're going to lose a lot of people. And I think that's just another recent version of what they do sometimes. I think a lot of these churches, sooner or later, get down to money. And I remember watching my, or seeing my mom and dad talk about traveling to Italy who, you know, they grew up going through Catholic school and everything and donating all this money for the poor kids and, you know, the, the orphans across the world. And then they said, you go through Rome and there's this, this opulence of the church. And they're going, wait a second, where'd that money go? And I'm not, I'm not going to say that the Catholic church hasn't done a lot of good stuff through. I mean, Thomas Sowell was talking about it. What it was, Jesuit priests who were who were educating illegally um, freed slaves and their kids and stuff. You weren't allowed to do that, and they did it. And so the Catholic Church has done some great things, but that a religion has done something, especially in a progressive area like California, to appeal to to um, you know just more followers. That doesn't surprise me. I just don't expect much well, from those people. Yeah, I guess. I guess. You know, it's like bringing in a rock band to play rock music to get people to come and fill the seats uh, at a church. I get it. But this is just, its it just seems like more like a, a, a you're subverting what it's supposed to be and turning it into progressivism or, or, or feminism. So this is a, a quote from this um, pastor, the one that uh, did the, the mass and had the, the course that she taught. She goes, uh, uh, I've been asked time and time again, why Beyonce? Uh, I believe in Beyonce because she reminds us you have to do things your way. How How is that biblical in, in anything? Okay, so when we talk about a womanist biblical interpretation, Beyonce felt like a natural fit. She said, if we look at the trajectory, trajectory of her personal person of her person and her relationships, we can see so many issues black women face and how it can affect how we interpret the text. The Beyonce mass was the third in a series called Speaking truth the power of story and community which recounts stories of marginalized christians such as women and people of color the leadoff event in the series focused on mary magdalene as quote the original nasty woman unquote 
and compared Mary Magdalene to Hillary Clinton, noting that, quote, strong, smart women being insulted and marginalized by agents of patriarchy is as old as time, unquote. Another quote. If Mary Magdalene were alive today, she'd surely be wearing a pink hat and marching with all who wear that epithet nasty woman as a badge of honor, the church declared. Yeah. It's sickening. But my point is these people are already kind of sick. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's just it's just this is a that it's kind of like under the radar that Christians are and Catholics who you know I'm 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 less familiar with, but Christians don't they they go yeah out in, especially in California they know these liberal churches are real kooky and it's like yeah but they're not just kooky they're they're it's like an it's like a cancer it's not really any more teaching um, the word of God and Jesus it's teaching progressive feminism it's bullshit it's gross. Well, I mean, look, you can say the Catholic Church covered up all that stuff about uh, all those kids being molested because that was about money. You can say that, too. Yeah, but that's not the message. No, it's not. That, the... that was them doing shit that they shouldn't have been doing that wasn't – they weren't preaching that it was a good thing to no, molest no, kids. No, I, I get it, but I'm just saying I just expect with religion there's a whole bunch of fucked up shit that comes along with True. it. True, I mean – And I think – I don't think – let me put it this way. If you sit in church and say, I'm a good person because you're there, I think you've got a problem. I think you've got something wrong with you. You know, go out and do good things, you know, be a good person. No, I understand that. And, and, a good person. If, and so yeah. these people, I think, are the type who say, I go to church because, you know, it makes me a good person. And then pretty soon they become this sort of downward spiral of, you know, self-flagellating ideas and so they bring this in because that's going to appeal to everybody it's never it's not church or religion anymore in my opinion i've never been there but it's not anymore it's just you know look at how awesome we can be and they're playing to their own audience yeah i guess there's a lot of people out there that consider themselves christian or religious and say yeah i'm not a big fan of the church i still i'm spiritual i believe in Christ and Christianity and and but i'm not the church is one it's a whole different animal and it's not something i'm comfortable being part of yeah well like i said i would love sometime we'll get my buddy in here and he'll tell you all about this stuff it just it sort of blows me away the just the different things you learn and listening to all this and you know about there's no hell in the original translations of the bible um mary is not a quote-unquote virgin that's a i mean she's married for god's sake yeah. it was so it, it it's been very fascinating stuff but I just think, you know, when it comes to these people, they're kind of so far gone anyway that I don't think there was any reasonable person in that mass who stayed till the end and said, this is a good idea. I oh. think that was already that was already who they were. And so. In oh, my, yeah. They, they, I, watching the video. I watched the video of it. There was, you know, it was a party. So it was. Yeah. People singing, dancing and having a great old time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just something about it. I, as a guy who's not, I'm not religious. I don't. I'm not an atheist because I, I don't believe there's nothing. Um, well, you know, basically, I guess agnostic is what you call me. Um, but I'm not spiritual because I'm too much of a pessimist. You know, too much of a skeptic. So I just kind of try to live my life with you know values and morals that probably were instilled in me by being raised a Lutheran and um, reading comic books. 
which See? which instilled some good values. You know, superhero comics of the old, not the new ones. Don't don't use those for values. None of the new yeah. comics are not good for Talk values. Talk about the new ones some other time. But no, I I believe that skeptics make the best religious people. I really do. Not pe- and hate when the Bill Mars of the world keep, you know, saying, oh, you know religious people are the problem in the world because they believe everything. They're such, you know, ridiculous optimists. And I don't, I don't believe that. I think there's something to be said for not being able to see any physical proof of something and still believing, you know, and where there've been a couple instances in my life where I've really understood religion to be something totally different than what I was than what I grew up with. So like, again, I grew up Catholic and you had to go to church and you had to go to catechism and all that stuff. And, but you know, and there's the God, there's the God. I can't even remember how many, this is how bad a Catholic I was. I can't even remember how many, uh, um, sacraments there. Are. I think there's seven or I think Lutherans have three. I can name like five of them, but, uh, Timothy McVeigh was being executed in the St. Paul Basilica here in Minneapolis. They were, um, there was a group of, people who met the night before to pray for him and so this reporter goes down there and says why are you praying for this guy he's not going to heaven right he's a terrible person he unapologetically murdered a bunch of people some of which were children and you know what why would you pray for this guy and the priest said he goes it's not our job to judge him he says it's our job to say you know everybody has a right to some sort of forgiveness and we hope that he can find it and that's why we're here we're catholics this is what we do some people say that was stupid and naive maybe it was i looked at it and say man that's more faith than i could have it's more belief than i can have i think i think oh. those people i don't to me that's that's somebody who's got a lot more who's got a lot more spine in their faith than i would have and the funny thing was i was telling a story to a friend of mine who turned around and said, who is a, I go to church every Sunday. I'm a good person. You know, there's no questioning who I am. Turns around and goes, yeah, but Timothy McVeigh's not going to heaven. And I just thought, see, you're the problem with the people I have. Well, not I'm, that, not that I think anybody should be defending the guy. Not that I'm, isn't the whole point of it that Jesus died for your sins? And if you, I mean, even up until the very last minute, if you repent and accept Jesus and all that kind of stuff and repent all your sins that you can go to heaven no matter what you did. It depends. I think if you truly believe it from what I understood of Catholicism was, um, look, you aren't going to heaven. You're, you're not, you're not deep down a good person. Um, and it's only through God's grace and forgiveness that you make it right. Whereas like Lutherans are generally, well, if you're a good person, you know, so basically everybody gets in. So, I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong on it, but people believe their own stuff. I think I think to be a good religious person you have to be a bit of a skeptic. So, well, and if you're if you're a good church or a good uh, pastor or a good priest or whatever, you you would invite that skepticism. Yeah, you're not rolling over yeah. uh, displaying a message just so that people will show up. Yeah. So, well, anyway. Yeah, was, I, well, you did not uh, yeah, you did not uh, have the uh, response I thought you'd have on that one, so that <laughs> was interesting. How about this? Fuck you! There we go. That's better. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we ran a little longer than we wanted to. I wanted to get to the Roseanne thing, so let's get to that next time. Okay. But, but for now, again, this is me, Yanni Greenneedle, <laughs> with uh, 
Floral uh, Brainstorm. Okay. If you want to contact either one of us, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. I don't I don't identify as rooster anymore. So oh, okay. I, I identify as Yanni okay. or Laurel or no. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, just make sure you refer to him as Yanni, Laurel, or Rooster and uh, we'll, we'll respond accordingly. <laughs> so, right. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> that was the whole point, man. All right. All right. Catch you next See time. See you. Bye.